551 podcast uh, to special Labor Day edition. Congratulations and thank you to all you uh, workers of the world out there um, getting a day off. Uh, did you get the day off? I mean, um, you're here right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm here. So uh, I already did all my stuff at the bar and then I'm going to go back and like restock liquor. That's right. So. I'm, I'm, me and Nubia are hoping but to. I'm, I'm no longer a worker of the world. So. Oh, yeah. Me and Nubia are hoping to uh, convince Isa Watch to. Watch your siblings while we go to this party. So, yes, tonight, uh, or I would say, if you get this podcast today, um, eight p.m. There's a that we're gonna have a, a night before party. Um, I stupidly advertised Emily Heslin as being part of it, and she had already said, "Hey, I can't make it to it." So it's gonna be Stephanie Golan, who's the head coach of uh, the Gophers soccer team. It's going to be uh, Jen Larrick, who is the kind of Head, I don't know what her official title is at uh, uh, representative like, like a girl representative of like a girl, which is we've talked about it many times. A fantastic um, a nonprofit in St. Paul in the Twin Cities, and then we've got Cassie Coleman, who is Cassie. Uh, you know obviously um, formerly of the Boston Breakers and Washington Spirit, and um, yes, and then after that it's going to be a dance party. Um, so I assume ooh, everyone ooh, took a four day weekend rather than a three. Um, but get ready for the, the U.S. Kids women's game, and, and you can also then... Uh, my kids don't go until Tuesday, Thursday, so I have to, like, Lydia oh, really? and I are, like, scrambling on Tuesday and Wednesday to figure Jeez. out. Yeah, pre-K, man. Um, so, anyway, yeah, then uh, pre-game and, and post-game, we'll have karaoke after the U.S. women's game, uh, um, and so come hang out. You're going to the game? Yes, it's a little bit complicated, but um, Nubia and Giselle and Santi and a bunch of... Nubia's friends are going to be at the game or at a time. I have to actually be in Shakopee because oh. Issa watches a game. And then after that, we're trying to catch the second half for sure. So, okay. So I didn't even say, uh, Rodrigo Sanchez Chevrolet is the, the, is, is on the podcast with me this I week. Just, I just become innate. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. We, um, we put the podcast together. It was like with all everything going on, I just got back from Texas yesterday. Oh, you're, uh, your microphone screen fell. Um, one, two, one, two. So, uh, yeah, so, but we, we found a time to do this. I was, one of my plans was to um, record uh, before, rep- record a U.S. Open Cup uh, before the game. And then uh, after the game last night, try to record a, a post-game thing, which which I think would have had a remarkably different tone for the podcast. It would have been pretty jarring. Instead, we get to... Uh, we get to you know sugarcoat the Open Cup loss with the tremendous uh, heroic win in LA. Um, anything anything off the top of your head other than these two games? I know we're going to do a quick pod here, but anything going on that you want to? Oh, we get Saturday. Yeah, I was going to say Saturday. I was like, Sorry, uh, the Saturday, September seventh, uh, at the um, West Seventh uh, w- um, Park. Uh, with the futsal court, we are going to do noon to four. We've got a tournament uh, where we have challenged the Dave's I know. We call it soccer and Minnesota, Minnesota football, football show. show. Yep. Um, there's going to be some people put their names in. We're going to announce who the, the full squads this week. Uh, everything got behind because uh, no one was responding to my emails, draft, and then I went on vacation. And so, but we did get uh, announced. We did, we did, we did. Um, there will be a picture of me somewhere, but Issa Watch has decided to play for the 51 Pod. 55-1 Podcast, yeah. Um, she uh, looks really excited about it. 
She is from the picture. Uh, yeah. She looks exuberant. So uh, anyway, so that is this Saturday, uh, noon to four. Come check it out. We'll have some summit there. Um, uh, yeah, come, for, come we'll cheer, be raising money come, for yeah. uh, for various uh, um, nonprofits. Listen, and don't, yeah. don't don't go come to the Pachuca game. No, don't come cheer. Just come heckle. Yeah, and heckle. Heckle do the days you I know. And, yeah, it's a nice spot. Don't go to the Pachuca game. Just just come watch us. Well, you can go to both. But anyway, um, let's, take a, let's yeah. take a break. We will come back, and then we're going to talk about the Open Cup Finals. Back on the 55-1 podcast, let's talk about this Open Cup Final. Uh, did you did you watch it, Blackheart? Where did you watch? Just at home? No, I watched at home. I think if I was going to uh, cry in defeat, I, I'd rather yeah. do that at home. Yeah, well, I, so I went down to Houston. Uh, Christian did not ditch me. I saw that. You should talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was it was really funny. I mean, Christian and I are not like buddies, but we're like friendly, and you know, uh, and so we kind of sat there and just chatted. And so was it like just up? like you know like hey, I'm here. Are you coming? Or like- I, I checked with him like the day before, and he was totally in. It was like. He's like he's just he bought a house in LA two weeks ago. Yeah, I know. Like I saw all the emo so, stuff that's going on in and, 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 and the so Instagram. He's, yeah. he's just living, uh, you know, living a like, hotel. Yeah, uh, yeah, in a hotel. And so he, he, I found a place that's like ten minutes from him, pretty close. And he he just came over, and I was fully expecting him to ditch. And it was a bar that had Atlanta and Terminus Legion stuff up. And they asked wow. me like, "Oh, are you you with the Atlanta group?" And I was like, "Oh hell." But we were the only two watching it, and it had like a bunch of TVs, so we just sat on a couch and watched it. And uh, it's like it's great to kind of catch up and just get you know what you know how was Bob Bradley, how's uh, you know all these things, and how the the tra- uh, trade go about, and um, and just kind of get his take on the game because he watches the game. He's a better watcher of soccer, obviously, than I am because he plays it for a living, and so just watching what he would point out of like ah. Mason should have moved there. Oh, 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 he's free. You know, just the way he's watching the the off the ball stuff way more yeah. effectively than I am. And so, yeah, it was good. You know, I mean, it was certainly like. What'd you guys eat though? What bar food? I had fish tacos that were not good fish. It was like um, it was basically in the the flour tortilla. It was just like a bed wow, of it was like a flour tortilla. Okay. Yeah, it was like a bed of like almost the entire tortilla was just like kind of crappy shredded lettuce and crappy tomatoes. And then like a big just fried fish thing on it. And the fried fish part was good. It had good spice, whatever, but it was just like, I had to like take everything out and reconstitute it. It was weird. Uh, Christian got something. I don't know. I didn't pay attention to his food. Uh, he got like, a, Oh, it was very weird. Cause I think he probably doesn't eat carbs or something. So it was like, a burger without the bun and then all these other things. And then, ah, yeah. So there you go. Everyone really wants to know what Christian ate. That's what I wanted um, to know. Yeah. And, and so, uh, I, I, it's cool to catch up with him. His contract's up at the end of this year. So, right. Know, and the rumors are still going big about Minota's leaving from some yeah, club in so, Europe. So, so I have is no he idea. Yeah. Houston is another team going to come in for him. Will yeah. he go to Mexico or something like that? Right. It's kind you of know, like, it's up in the air. Houston coach got fired. So now yeah, yeah, everything's I, up in the air. Yeah, and so that's a really tough situation to come into for him. Um, but he's you know he's happy. You know it always stinks leaving L.A. and uh, you know I think he thought he wasn't used best there. But yeah, uh, I'm sure. Hey, forward Madison, let's wait. Holla at him. <laughs> oh man. Um, 
Yeah, so that was great. Uh, fun times other than the result. And then we can talk about the game. You know, the biggest surprise is that the team lined up with this 4-3-3. We've seen them do it before. It worked in Montreal, but um, it, for the most part, has not worked for them. Uh, and it was kind of filling up the midfield with uh, Alonzo, Dotson, and Gregush. Um, and then using Lude on the left and Molino on the right, um, Darwin controversially dropped uh rodriguez i still haven't heard if he was dropped because it was injury um or was it because of international or international um and then the, the rest of the lineup was was pretty much what you would expect um and so it, to me the the biggest thing was switching to this three-man midfield that um didn't uh, it, it could have worked in some version of it um but the the players did not seem to have the communication. I think Ozzy was particularly not on that night, and um, and I think Gregush too many times during a game watches the ball. Uh, we'll talk about the LAFC game last night, but there were twice where I was just like, he he's not moving. What's he doing here? Um, but what would it, I mean? The lineup obviously did not work out. But do you have thoughts on generally on Lude uh, rather than Finley? Um, I, or or Quintero, obviously. Like everyone knows my feelings on on. Well, I made it. I made it well known my feelings on on Lude, and I I like he says and conference in conferences and, and whenever he gets a chance to talk, he talks about how like he's putting on the best squad that he knows out there, and it reflects on reflects on practice. And I just want to know whoever gets to go watch practice is he is Lude really that great in practice because. It's not transferring so much into into the field, at least from what I've seen. But he did score a goal. Um, yeah, and it was a, it was a great it was it a was, great goal. It was one know? of those you know dribbling balls hits the post and goes in. I mean, it counts. Yeah, I'll give everybody else credit. Yeah, it does. It it counts. But I just don't I just don't see him being someone who is he didn't dynamic in that aspect. He didn't have much impact forward. on the game outside of that. Um, I, I think that I mean the most controversial thing and the thing that continued the controversy was Quintero not getting picked. Yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a thing that I don't understand. I mean, like he's he's literally the one person that you really want out there to be able to create some some space and create get opportunities up there. But um, yeah, I, I mean, I I didn't understand the aspect of it, and as we see in the LAFC, it was it was it was a little bit more more effective that way than it was in. He, he certainly over the last month has not been super performing, um, but very few in the attack have. I mean, Angelo and Toy mm, are very hit, have been very hit and miss. Finley is probably the only one who's been consistent, and maybe, um, maybe I'm blanking on the last couple of weeks. I mean, the the attack has been sputtering, and maybe Quintero's part of it, but it is extremely controversial to not put in your best player by I think any metric. And um and you know the guy who ended up winning the golden boot of the the competition even though got only like what ten minutes he only had fifteen yeah fifteen yeah. minutes I think um and it was a whole different different uh, type of team in that second half yeah so and the the first half let's talk about that because the first half it it, it seemed like this is going to be the three nil drubbing that I I feared um it was it felt it felt like it was a twenty seventeen. <laughs> Yeah, I squad mean, out there trying to figure gas, out. Yeah. You know, uh, there's nothing Gasper really could have done better, but he the own goal. Um, yeah, you he gets an own goal that, when yeah. Gressel just k- kicks it uh, speculatively. It goes goes in. I think Vito probably misjudged it and thought um, it was going out, and then only mm-hmm. reacted. He reacted late to it, but 
it's a freak goal. And it just sucks that that is what breaks you down. Right. But then, you know, just a few minutes later, um, Pitti Martinez, he's wandering from his right side of the pitch, goes central, and no one picks him up. Eventually, Boxall's pointing at him, and Ozzy sees him too late and runs in, and the cross comes in, and boom, it's put away. But in no way should Pitti Martinez be unmarked. in your box, unmarked, to, to get across. That, right. Uh, so they, they made us pay, and then... You know, Vito came up with a couple of great saves. Um, he's been playing great as of lately. He's yeah. been, you know, when he's one v one, when he's taking someone's taking a shot on him, it's he. You know, he he does a great job of pushing the ball out and being able to get in front of that ball. Um, he's a great shot stopper, as yeah. the cliche goes. Yes, that's what the cliche is, and that is true. That's what he is. But that second half was a whole different. After the you know the red, it became more of a let's all push everyone forward, and and I think. Um, it was able to to see. I mean, I really enjoy the grittiness of like a defending defensive line, Ike, Boxer going up there and just trying to yeah. trying to make something happen because nobody else was doing anything else. Well, let's let's scoot back a bit because we get that goal right away from Lode, um in the second half, and it's like okay, we're back in. But then the the Atlanta within a few minutes started to really get momentum, and so basically from fifty to sixty, I think maybe 55 to 65, it was all Atlanta. They had a number of other chances, and it was like, well, we've just squandered this chance here, right? I mean, about the 60th minute, I saw Atlanta just streaking in and just pinning us back, and it's like, okay, now you put in uh, Finley, right? Or put in someone who's going to help regain right. some right. of that possession the field yeah you know, put put darwin in for uh you know at that point i thought it was for should have been for ozzy because i thought he was not looking good uh oh and ozzy should have been sent off <laughs> so ozzy was on a yellow wasn't looking particularly good put in darwin and have dotson and, and gregus do that yep you you've got to win and so take a chance there um and they didn't and they delayed until i forget when finley eventually came in but it was Later in it was the, later. The it was 60s. close to the 70th, if not if um, not after. So and uh, and then we get really. I think it was the 70th minute because then five minutes later, LGP uh, Leandro Gonzalez Perez uh, gets his second yellow within just a couple of minutes. And, oh, those Argentinians! And that second yellow was Toy just falling down after getting tugged a little bit. It was perfect. Love it, Toy. I love selling just people toying around. Yeah. <laughs> Um, We're full of puns today. And so so LGP gets off, and then that's right when Darwin comes in. So I think it's maybe unfair to say that Darwin was part of turning that around. He obviously was, but it was also against 10 men at that point. Right, and we couldn't, yeah. I mean, that, that's the thing. It's like you, when, you, when you're playing against 10, you really want to be able to punch it and, and just give it all you got. And I don't think if... You know, I don't know if it's just we've always had a, a hard time finishing. That's the one thing that we we are hard to finish it inside that box. We can't seem to be able to get something in, and it just seems to be something that this club struggles with. Use and, use your imaginary box with me. Um, let's say you don't use the international spot with Robin Lud. You instead start Finley and Molino. You do everything else the same. Then you still have a backup sub with Dunlady on the wing, or I hear that we have a player named Miguel Ibarra. Um, and then you have Angelo's not 90 minutes ready, but if you brought Angelo in for those last 30 minutes, I mean, if 
having him, if you're trying to buy, uh, like put stuff up into the box, he's, right, if he's you want to hold up yeah. that team. I mean, um, that, that's an option, of course. I mean, I'm... Instead, I, we went Dunlady, which, I mean, we're using Dunlady the same way we used uh, Alexi Gomez last year, where it was just like, we've got him. Let's we know that he's, you know, maybe this time it'll be different. But. Except Dunlady scores more than Alexi. Yes, definitely more than Alexi, yeah. But I mean, I, I think it's just, I mean, I, I didn't understand. I vote, I think one of the things that we always question is, is at what times Heath uses his substitutes and how he does that. And I think when you're in a game where you want to go ahead and just win it and go all out, like you, you just like you win or go home. Like you gotta, you gotta put all your cards out there, yeah. no matter how crazy it seems, because the end result is, is, is you gotta you gotta try to win. So do I think that was the lineup he should have gone with uh, at 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 the fifty or sixtieth minute? Um, no, but I mean he he is he's the person who's running practices. He's the person who's seeing it. So I'm just still trying to figure out. Someone tell me what is Lou doing in practices that get, get, gives him so much so much playing time yeah. when we have other players that could be using that time, right? Um. We end up with, uh, you know, by the end of the game, Opara, Molino, Boxall twice had chances. I mean, we had chances, it but it just was a bit unlucky. But at the same time, I, I guess I would say, if you're relying on a ball kicked up to, and your center back finishing it on the spot, like you're you're not you're not unlucky. It's just that's what's going to happen, right? right? And, and we know and there's no shame in Boxall missing that. That's not what he's there to do. No, he's not. And that's that's the thing too. Is like I know like. We've we've known when it's well documented that crosses don't work as well, right? Uh, yeah, and that's one of them. So you know, dribble into the box, right? It's hard to do when they're packing in the box. Yeah, and, but just I still mean, dribble into the box. Someone's gonna someone's someone's gonna try to try to take the ball away from you. You fall, you get hit. Who knows, right? At that point, that's what you want to do, or just you know, just just try to do that. But it just seems that they were giving everything they have, and I don't. I'm not gonna. I'm I'm not gonna talk about. How they, how we, you know, how bad it might have been, but I, I just saw a lot of effort towards the last twenty minutes, thirty minutes, and I thought that's something that was at it. You know, Quintero was 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 trying to be a leader, and yeah. you could see that, and that was nice to see. But with the limited time amount of time he had, I was wondering what would have happened if he would have had like a much, much um, different lineup. Like I think when you put Quintero in, you need to have someone else that can play with him, a place close to him, to be able to. Take advantage of his movement and 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 do that. But, Maybe that's why Molino and Toy are such good yeah. uh, together because Molino's got that great just pop it over right to, to yep. Toy and spring him. Yep, try to split the the center backs and then try to get that ball through. But with yeah. but Quintero is just trying to dribble dribble at yeah. the defenders, make something happen, make a quick cut, and then do that. So yeah, um, I I mean I left this game much happier than I thought I would. Uh, a two one loss where especially you have a team who really fought toward the end and left it all out there. Um, it sucks losing in a final, but there's no, no, not much I can fault the team for. Um, they could have, you know, a couple of them could have played better or something like that. But I mean, it was, it was something where no one, no one embarrassed you out there. Right. You know, they all, they all put in a, a good shift. Um, they did what they could. Yeah. And they did the, and they worked hard, and you just didn't get the result that you wanted. Yeah, nothing that went your way. Plus, you're playing away, play, playing away in a stadium that's you know, yeah, 
huge, right? And, and to, you know, and, and what is it? Was it like 70, 70K? Uh, they didn't open up the whole stadium. So, so I think it was only 36. 36, which but, is, you know. Yeah. And shout out to all the um, Loons fans who went out there. I was very yeah, jealous. Was, was, but, I heard it was great. I saw some. So I'm glad that they had such a good time with Atlanta fans. Atlanta fans seemed, seemed very cool. Although, did you see the thing about some Atlanta fans throwing cups of piss on other Atlanta fans and what? then there's some sort of fight in the supporter section I don't know I don't Are even know these the same Atlanta fans that were gonna quietly walk out during the yeah I have no idea but uh, just just loved it just loved yeah. watching it um, let's take a break and I want to come back and we'll we'll shift to uh, happier tones with uh, Minnesota versus LA <laughs> versus Minnesota United. Here we go. Uh, big change with the lineup, obviously, going into the 5-3-2. Um, you had Coleman back into the team. You had, um, rather than Gasper, you had um, Moimbe Tarat. Uh, and in the midfield, central midfield, you had uh, um, Olam, who was in kind of that holding Alonzo role, Greg Ushendotson up top. Then you just have the two. You have Darwin Quintero and Mason Toy who are the two best players to, to play that counterattack. Um, it was a surprise, right? For the, for the lineup, uh, were you kind of expecting this four, three, three again, or? Well, I was expecting, you know, for us to be able to put, um, like, you know, like an, an offensive output, but b- before we get into that, it's, it's been telegraphed, um, that one of the weaknesses that LFC has is the counter. Like if you get a really good counter going in a fast one, you know, you, you can do that. And uh, Portland did that in the U.S. Open Cup to LAFC. Um, and they were and, and they had more than one chance to do that. And they were just pinpoint passing and pinpoint long balls. And they, and so, like, when I saw the line, I was like, okay, so we're just going to low block and then try to get the ball out quickly to somebody. Yeah, boot it up to the boot fast it up guys, to yeah. boot, it, boot it up to Quintero, who control the ball, and then try to see what happens there and try to see if anything Anything builds up, and I was like, okay. I mean, I I wasn't a fan of the of the plan, but at the same time, I was like, you know, I was like, well, if you're gonna bunker up with no Vela, with not a not your starting goalkeeper, yeah, and uh, you know, not your almost starting lineup, and you know, you give yourself a stand. The one thing that did scare me a lot was just having to see um, Brian Rodriguez for 45 plus minutes. I thought that. Um, that would be a challenge, whoever it was. And uh, from the beginning, it was yeah. obvious that um, once they found out that Moin Bay was somewhere they can exploit on that wing, that's what they were going to do. So Yeah, and I said I said during the game that Moin Bay uh, was probably the only player who I thought did not play well. Um, I I looked up at his passing completion. It just seemed like he get, gave the ball away, and so maybe I just uh, keyed in on him. He completed 12 of 20 passes, which is about what everyone else did because our passing completion was like 57% like, uh, like that. He didn't really connect much in the attack, but no one did. Um, I thought that he was kind of uh, vulnerable defensively two or three times, um, in a way that met certainly wasn't. I didn't think he was terrible, I guess, but it certainly was risky putting him out there, but he has more engine than a guy like Chase Gasper does. And so, I think it maybe made sense, even though, you know, the two games that uh, 
Moine Bay has been sent out there has not been uh He's not been set up up to be successful, right? So, I mean, I think I I think Bay was 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 something that was intriguing, Uh, but at the same time, I also you know once once the game started going and 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 LAFC started realizing that can't really push the ball at the near side, we're going to try to exploit this other side specifically. You know, with Latif and with yeah. um, oh, that man yeah. is so tiny. Yeah, Latif so Lassie. tiny. Just the the smallest man. He just weighs like a hundred pounds when wet. He's just yeah. Anyway, He's fast. just watching him next to like Boxall, it was just like oh my god! Like he looked like um, you is know, he the, shorter than Quintero. He looked like they used the. I don't think so. I think he's about the same height, but he Quintero has at least like. 800 pounds on him. But it looked like they used the CGI that they used on uh, Captain America to, to show Chris Evans oh, as right, the tiny right. guy. Shaking. Like, he just looked tiny um, compared to, like, you know, the the Vikings of uh, Michael Boxall and uh, Icopara. Um, the, uh, the central midfield with uh, Larry Olam was also another risk. You had, you had uh, Alonzo out for um, nursing a a knock. Um, Olam filled in pretty decently. I would say he also gave up the ball in ways that you would not usually see Alonso do, but in our defensive third, I saw a couple of those in our defensive third, but otherwise, you know, especially after the last game he had where he was BAD, um, uh, and not the Michael Jackson. I would bad. Yeah, not the song yeah um, offense, he 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 certainly put in a lot here. But I don't know who who stood out for you that that should come in for praise in the in this match. Let's, let's you know I praise. um I think Hassani Dotson was was uh, un, no his this, this is one of one of his better games. I thought uh, not because he you know he didn't he didn't score but because he was able to just move from box to box. There is a point in where like we're on the low block. And I think uh, Latif gets the ball on one side and then sees an opening of open space, someone open over there, and he just sends the ball over there. And like literally like in two seconds, Dotson's able to close his space out. Yeah. You know, it's about fifteen yards out. And I'm like and I was like, Wow and I was like that that really impressed me. But he also his his um his understanding of where his placement needed to be and his physicality was really good. And and the one chance that he did get to try to push the ball up when uh, I think was it was it Moinbe that yeah Moinbe passed him the ball when he was running up the wing, he was close enough to be able to create something and got got something out of that play, but I mean I thought he did he he did a great I, I thought he did a great job I think Vito also did a great job yeah, being able obviously. to stop all these all these shots that were coming right at him I thought he had a he, he had a good game I think. Coleman was was crucial in some of his uh, awareness in the box and clearing some of those balls that you wouldn't think someone who's been on the bench for that long would be that. But that talks a lot about the chemistry between Ike, uh, yeah, Boxel and Coleman, who were able to do a lot of that. Um, Metinier well, had well, a much. Let's, let's pause back there because right. you, you talked about a couple. Like Vito had eight saves this game; uh, they were spectacular. Um, I had heard that Carlos Vela played with him uh, in uh, Arsenal and that Carlos does not rate him as a keeper. Um, <laughs> so uh, how'd that work out for you, Carlos? Well, didn't, um, didn't Vela's brother play for us at one yeah, point? Yeah, Alejandro Vela yeah. played for us for half yeah. a year. And, and I think Alejandro said that he was better or something like yeah. that. <laughs> um, and, then, and then you mentioned Coleman, who had like, I think, 
two really great block shots and one that was um, just a rebound of getting his foot in to get it yeah. out. I mean, so there were three really great moments I saw um, from him. And I think you're right. Like the sharpness was there. You didn't see any of those Coleman moments where once a game where he just gives he doesn't, up. Yeah, when know, he hesitates, he, just he, put he, into like, it. he gives up a corner when he could have kept mm. possession or something like that. Um, I, I I was really impressed with him. Obviously, Ike and Boxall were spectacular. Um, there was no hangover for Boxall. You know, you saw how depressed he was and upset he was at, at the end of the Open right. Cup and game. Right, and then, you know, he wanted it when he was able, when he... Uh, when he was able to disp- dispossess, I forget who it was, maybe it was Latif, and then he took that ball. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he ran with that ball, something that we've been seeing and something that they've been trying to yeah. because when your center back decides to take off and in, in, in attack mode, then that creates the overload. And yeah. that's when that pass came to Toy. And Toy just... And to just Toy just didn't pull the trigger quick enough. Was it, was that the was that the occasion where the keeper comes out and Toy... Yeah, that was the one. Toy just like, I you know... I made a uh, a foreplay joke on Twitter. It was <laughs> unreal. What we jokes you we thought we thought like, oh crap! I mean, you just had the best chance of the game, uh, and you just you played around with it on the edge of the box while the keeper came out. You had a man in the box. You had no one on in the net, and you just kind of dinked around. And then a couple minutes later, so let's talk about Toy, who obviously was it was impressive as hell. Um, Gray, this is the ball from Gregush in the 25th minute. Superb fat pass from Gregush that lets Toy kind of run to the outside. And um, obviously we'll talk about the second goal, but this was my favorite goal because he takes it with his left foot and the angle to get it to the back post is remarkably tight. And boom, we're up one nothing. Yeah, I think what, what, what worked a lot is that midfield in there was able to fight for that ball and that's where Gregor was able to to get it. And then as they were running, Toy was like pointing us, like just play the ball. I can beat. The, I, I, let's split the let's split the center backs. And like it was like all slow motion. Like and then like Gregor sat like about it for like I don't know thirty seconds and felt like he's like maybe I should do it. And then right as it was becoming almost offside, the play he played that ball. And it was I mean. The gap between the center backs and Toy was like it was yeah. it was literally like felt like thirty yards. Yeah. Like there was no one in between him, so all he did was take that ball. But what he smartly did, he took it to the corner, and as soon as he touched it to go inside, he opened up his yeah. body and he opened up his hip, and that just set him up perfectly to be able to use his left foot, which I don't think is his is, is, is no, his he's dominant right, foot. Right footed player. So and he was able to just curl that ball with speed and power into that. And that that that's an imp- that's impressive to do anywhere. Yeah. Like anyone yeah. that can do that, it's it's, it's impressive as it is. So. Yeah, and and then minutes later, I think uh, five minutes later, um, it, this comes from uh, Toy and Darwin Quintero doing an interchange, and then keepers a bit off his line, defenders are way out, and Toy takes it again with his left and puts in a banger uh, to the upper ninety, which I know people are like raving about. It's a fantastic goal, especially with his left foot. I prefer the other one, but this is a, a, a brilliant well, I, goal. Well, I, I think if I recall, um, either LAFC with this possession of the ball right in, in our defensive third, and Moimbe uh, sent the ball, sent a long ball to Quintero, and that's where the play started developing. And then Quintero dribbled up, passed it out to Toy, and then dragged the defender enough to give him enough space to be able to decide to take a shot. At that point, the, the goalie was 
was I mean this this goal was fifty percent, you know, on Toy's skill and also fifty percent on the fact that the goalie wasn't at the right place to be able to 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 make that. And I think Toy saw that and thirty yards out and he said, you know what, I'm just gonna let it go. Yeah. And let it go into the upper ninety. Um and that was just, you know, What's, that's an incredible goal. Well, it's funny about uh, let's do this. I was going to talk about Toy. And that now, now there is like um, Toy and Dotson were both called into the U twenty three. That's great. Uh, we should teams. congratulate that. Yeah. Um, and I don't. I should have looked at this before I said this, but I don't know when those games actually take place. But it doesn't um, matter because they'll be at the black card anyways. Yeah. Um, I'll look it up. Well, but uh, but then, you know, the talk is like, oh, well, Toy in the U.S. men's national team give him a, a call up. And certainly something like January, because Obobese has been brought in, um, you know, Toy's numbers for the amount of minutes in his production is amazing. But I also look at games like Atlanta and other games where he started and he does kind of disappear a bit. Um I think he's got one particular part of his role really down, and obviously he can finish the ball. And so, to me, it's a little bit early, especially when you look at like that Josh Sargent goal this weekend yeah. uh, for Werder, uh, which was everyone go look up Josh Sargent's goal this weekend. I wonder how Claudio Pizarro feels about that goal. Uh, sad, probably. Well, no, because like there was an article months ago talking about Sargent and. Um, how him and Claudio Pizarro are good friends and how he's learning from Claudio. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. So it was one of those things where I was like, oh, wow. I was like, that, no, no, that, was, that, was, that was a beautiful goal. Um, now I've got uh, September. Okay, the camp is September 1st through 10th. So so does that mean how many games are they missing for us? Then? Um, yeah, that's a really great question. I know we'll go back to the game in a minute, guys. Sorry, I... I now put myself on this little brain tangent to figure out. So we don't have a game until the 11th, which is Houston Dynamo away. Um, we also have uh, um, Gregush and Lude were brought in. and Wait, you mean Schuler and Lude, right? Schuler and Lude. Yes, you're right. Sorry, I'm trying to remember the other, the other all the players that were called up. But those games are the 5th and 8th, so I don't think they miss anything they may miss it because they can't get back in time, but you'd think that uh, if players are, are training until the September 10th, um, unless they play a lot uh, in that friendly, they could go meet up in Houston uh, and at least play some part. I think that's that's a possibility. You'll, you'll see what happens out of that. At a, who do they play in the September? Uh, Jan, uh, Japan. Japan? Okay. And that's September 9th. So, you know, they play that on a Monday can can they play? You know, depending on if they, they start. That, yeah, the weekend. Yeah, um, Angelo should be ready, right? So you've Let's got hope, toys. Yeah. Your backup, Dotson. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, um, but back to back to LAFC. Um, so we're two up, and then it, it is absolute. By the time it's like the 60, 70th minute, Minnesota's playing it like it's the eightieth minute, and they're just going to kill time in the corner. And um, there's part of part of you that thought like they are going to pay for this because they are just, they, there's, you know, it was literally 11 men behind the ball. Every, every player was defending um, at the 30th yard, 30 yard line. If that, so, I, I think from the first five minutes of this game where um, LAFC was attacking and being successful at being in the ball, you felt like this was one of those, you know, 
how long can they hold something yeah. like this? Like the odds are not in your favor if that's what you try. That's what you're trying to do with yeah. LAFC, uh, right? Um, and that's when you know, like 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 a Brian Rodriguez was, uh, you know, being effective on or that Carlos wing. Vela, right? Or a Carlos Vela would have been, but but also you know, like um, you didn't have you know um, you you didn't have um, enough to be able to to be able to create. And I think that's one of the reasons why I don't understand why. Um, even though Bradley had said that Rodriguez was, you know, forty-five to sixty, that's his time. It he would yeah. he was taken out right at the right at the, uh, right after the half, and so it was um, it was one of those things because I really thought that that's one one of the places where we were being exploited a lot was playing that playing that ball to the wing and having Rodriguez beat somebody on the speed trying to cross that ball or shoot, and and that kid's scary. Yeah, <laughs> he's quick. He's determined. He his movement after ball needs to needs to be a little bit better, but because that's what Bradley likes, right? Yeah. People moving off the ball, but I mean, I think if he would have played a whole sixty, that might have been a different, yeah, a different outcome. But I think at that point, when you're down, you want to be able to just uh, try to try to control the game. Yeah. And Rosie and, and company weren't able to to create anything, you know. Unfortunately um, for them, yeah. uh, but fortunately it was, for us, <laughs> yeah. Fortunately for us, because I was, mean, they uh, also did create things, and then you just had a team standing on its head. Yeah, right? I mean, th- there has been there were crosses to like, the to the second post yeah. that people just barely missed. Yeah, or there was that one pass to uh, who was the forward that came in? Is it Pablo? Uh, uh, one of the young, one of the young guys, where where he literally was like point blank, and he shot it right at Vito, and Vito was able to save it. Went up, and then it was headed out. Yeah, there were a couple great shots that were directly at But then Vito. I think the intensity <laughs> but, from our defense, yeah. especially Ike and Vito yelling at people after yeah. plays like that, trying to make sure that we they, they wanted to keep the keep the clean sheet was was just a determination, like. Like we've we've talked about gritty wins before. Yeah, I think this is this is one of the ones where like the team defense as a whole, like parking it, playing low block, works yeah. when everyone buys into the system and gives out all they can, and no one's about everything else. And I think this is one of those games where 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 where, where it went that way. Like if it would have had a Vela, I think you couldn't have done that for too long. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, Latif. Just wasn't given and, enough room to be able to dribble at all. And you play the same same game next week, and it ends up three to nothing uh, LFC. But it worked this time, and so I guess I want to look forward now. Uh, I, I mean, we've seen this team have have a c- counterattacking identity um, at some points during this season. Are we going to see the five three two lining up uh, in from now on or something? Or I don't I don't do think see? so. I think uh, I think when you play teams like LAFC, where where, where the determined possession have lots of skill, I think that's you know that that that's a formation that you can go to. Um, but you have to have you have to have a really good understanding of your counterattack. I think Toy and Quintero, both with speed and and skill, can 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 be effective, and they prove that, right? I mean. Toy had what two goals and three shots, yeah. right? You that usually doesn't happen. I mean, if you look at the numbers. LAFC had like what seventy five or seventy seven percent possession, and we had what twenty three percent, and then they had like fourteen corners. I think they had like twenty five shots. I mean, if you look at the stats in itself, you look at this game. It's like yeah, there's no way that someone should 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 be able to hold on to a two two nothing lead with yeah. those stats. 
Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see the um, the expected goals on this, but I heard that we had a point three expected goals. Hey, so I mean, yeah, you get these the moments, but you know, coming looking up, right? We were coming into this game thinking we're going to lose, um, and that's not being uh, um, melodramatic. That's just like recognizing the realities of you're playing yeah, the best is, team. This in is the a league, game. This was a game and, that you wanted to either get one point. And one point would have been fine. Mm-hmm. I think so, right? To just yeah. keep in with it, right? Specifically, if you had looked at how Seattle and Galaxy played the other night, yeah. and that was a crazy game, yeah, right? Where, like, you know, in the same situation, Seattle was up two, and then within, you know, 15 minutes of the first the first goal that Zlatan scored, it's just, it just a barn burner, right? Yeah. It's like... It was it was four three, but with knowing that the, this that close, like well, like beginning of the week, we started. You no, know, last week we were in the second place. Yeah, and then, then we fall to seventh, and with this, we're back on third. I mean, that's how crazy this western western. Yeah, we could uh, have been is. in seventh at the end of the night. Instead, we ended up in third, and um, you know we keep on saying that Portland is going to make it back in if they win their game in hand. Then we are now uh, basically just three points. In the playoffs, right? Um, so last night's win is huge. It's huge. Um, it's huge and, for the club. And, and what, we're, what we're really looking at is um, the next two games: Houston away, Real Salt Lake at home. Uh, those are those are absolute those are, have to have to win, right? I mean, those, Houston, are, those are winnable. Those are games you're supposed to win. Houston right? are slumping uh, and and don't seem to have an identity. Uh, Minotas might be leaving, right? So then maybe Christian. Um, uh, we'll come back to haunt us. Uh, and then Real Salt Lake are a good team, but we're at home, right? And and the only other game at home we have is, uh, well, we've got two more then, Sporting KC and LAFC, right? Sporting KC, again, you'd look at and think, all right, we need to get a result against a team that's already out of the playoffs. But we've always seen that just because... You know, you kind of expect these to be easy games because right. well, they've got nothing to play no for. No game is easy. And every game is every game is every game should be a struggle. I mean, it's, it's, it's what this is at this point is like where we're at. I'm, you yeah. know, I'm I'm sad about losing the Open Cup. I'm glad that we got to the final, yeah. but I'm happy that now we can focus all our, our all our attention and energy into securing a home playoff spot. Yeah, and I mean it's it's doable, but it's going to be hard. It's going to be a lot of. Uh, um, ass clenching going on uh, for the for the rest of the I, season. I'm not gonna lie. Games. I was I was looking forward to perhaps seeing uh, Tomas Chacon versus Brian Brian Fernandez do du- du- duo, but that didn't happen. Do, do you so. see that moment in the game where they showed the kid hanging out on the side of the pitch with the baseball cap, and, and uh, everyone in the bar was like, "Is that Tomas Chacon?" And they're like, "Oh no, it's just a 12 year old. It's <laughs> a 12 year old with the with with the jersey uh, with the, and, yeah, and yeah. with the kind of like floppy hair yeah. that." that Chacon has. It's going to become the new, the new Halloween go-to go look here yep. in Minnesota. Everyone dressed, everyone dressed like Chacon. Yeah, yeah, just dressed like your twelve-year-old. Um, so let, let's call it a day. We've got um, obviously there's uh, Saturday. We, well, we've got the women's game coming up. Uh, party Saturday. We've got uh, the noon to four at the um, the West Seventh uh, Futsal Court, right? Um, Which I'll, I'll be sporting my. Uh, my black card uh, jersey. So. Excellent, and uh, and then uh, Pachuca is that night, and then September eleventh, that game, uh, 
at the at the bar is going to be amazing. It's going to be really fun. Um, it's a it's a crazy week. I mean, so, school starts for everybody else. Coaching, yeah. you know, high school season starting. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy, crazy time. So, yeah. but that's why we do it, right? That's why we love the sport. Watching, cheering. I'm yeah. really looking forward to hopefully you get to over today and uh, on Monday since they're having an open practice yeah, over yeah. at at the stadium. See see what people can do. So yeah. that should be another fun thing to do. But hey. You know, you you plan. I mean, you know, there's times where you have to give the coaching staff that they, they knew something that we didn't. And yeah. I, I didn't think that this lineup was able to be able to hold with like, you know, with a Brian Rodriguez, with a Rosie, with, uh, you know, Latif, with all yeah. those, you know, out in the front. We were able to just put bodies in front of us. So, so kudos for, for, for getting something that hasn't happened at all this season for LAFC, which is losing at home. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, congratulations to the team. Congratulations to the fans. And uh, thanks, everyone. We will see you sometime next week. I think we'll probably... Will we record next week, I guess? Maybe after the, maybe later in the week after the sporting game. Yeah, we'll have to record sometime because people keep asking me about Twitter questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry. It's been like crazy. <laughs> it's been crazy with, busy for uh, all Vacation us, yeah. and then like trying to get these in with, with the Sunday games or messing things up. Uh, we will get back to Twitter questions, but for a while there was like the same Twitter questions being asked every week. So I know we're freshen, freshen your lineup guys. All right. Thanks everyone. And uh, we'll see you soon.